Hello, good evening uh, and welcome to everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Dangi Cinerama uh, with your hosts Rags and Jerry. Hey, what's up Jerry? Hey Rags, how are you? I'm good man. I like hearing you say Dangi Cinerama. Yeah, I think we should <laughs> we should make another podcast where we dive deep into why we named it Dangi Cinerama. Maybe that could be a I think we have done that long podcast. back. <laughs> Did we do that? Oh, it yeah. must have been so long back that it just you know out of my mind. Yeah. So what so, are we what are we talking about today, Jerry? Uh so we are talking about uh, this the latest uh, film by Paul Thomas Anderson. The name of the film is called Licorice Pizza. As promised, did we did we promise in the last podcast that we are going to talk about Licorice Pizza this today? uh we didn't actually uh, we didn't finalize which film we would be doing uh so we just went with the flow right so for 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 those who are uh who've just discovered our podcast or those who have been following us this is a surprise for you um i think we we decided to talk about licorice pizza a few weeks back if i'm not wrong right jerry yes Yeah, and then the, what made us uh, decide on licorice pizza? Uh, probably, probably our love for uh, Tom Paul Thomas Anderson films. Yeah, of course, of course. Obviously, it has to be that. Yeah, If there uh, is but I'm not. Paul... But I've seen more, like many, uh, many of Paul Thomas Anderson's films. I mean, I, I many I meant to say was, I mean, he hardly made the numbers actually. <laughs> If you see, uh, I think the last film, Phantom Thread. I've not seen Phantom Thread, so I'm here to watch that. Uh, me too. I have not seen a lot of his earlier films. Uh, for me, Paul P. T. Anderson was a discovery in my mid twenties, and I think Magnolia was the first film that I saw. Uh, same, same, same. Yeah. Magnolia, Boogie Nights. I've not. I think Boogie Nights was before Magnolia, if I'm not wrong. Yes, it was before Magnolia, but I've seen Boogie Nights after Magnolia. Which, which possibly is how a lot of people uh, approach P. T. Anderson because his movies are so good that you want to just go back and uh, explore and discover what else has he made. Now, sadly, I didn't do that. I just went with the times. I only kept watching the films that he has made after that. uh and that too uh, i might have skipped a few um i watched um there will be blood i watched inherent vice mm-hmm. i watched and i think my my uh, the film that i love the most and i think of all the films that i have seen the film that i will recommend and always talk maybe in the first five picks would be the master that's a mind blowing film uh then phantom thread was the film i had to go to the theater and watch this was in hyderabad me and bharadwaj we went to the theater to watch phantom thread and again this was an experience um last podcast that we did i think we did talk about licorice pizza because last podcast we were talking about the power of the dog and johnny greenwood yes exactly and you told me that johnny greenwood has been a constant support uh, as a Collabor- constant collaborator with pt anderson then we realized hey we need to do pt anderson's film 
Correct. And you, Correct. it was exactly. you who told me about it. And I discovered that the film that we are doing today, the score was composed by Johnny Greenwood. Correct. Exactly. So, so we have two Johnny Greenwood's films this year. Um, for one, I think he's been nominated for The Power of the Dog. I don't know if he's been nominated for Best Music. I Is he? Think yeah, I think he is nominated for uh, the power of the dog. That was a that that was. I really, think so. Yeah. I think so. I'm not sure. I've not checked it. Probably. Yes, best original score. We got Encanto, Don't Look Up, Dune, The Power of the Dog, and Madre Parallelas. So we okay. have Johnny Greenwood in the contention. Apologies for the uh, the Spanish uh, enunciation. If we have made mistake, <laughs> if we have made mistake, which we are bound to, which at least yeah. I am bound to. So, P.T. Anderson film it gets released in that particular year. It's just sad that some of these films don't get released in India in theaters. Um, Phantom I wouldn't. Red... I wouldn't say exactly. Uh, but I, I believe uh, the times have changed right now. I think they're slowly. some of these films do get released in india uh, has this film film been released in india in chennai at least did this film get released in chennai i'm not sure i've not checked it but this was uh, a 2021 film right and until you talked about johnny greenwood and we discovered we realized uh, licorice pizza was also there in contention i had mm-hmm. no clue that there was a pt anderson film <laughs> okay <laughs> and i think same thing happened with inherent wise also i i i knew that inherent wise was a thomas pynchon film uh, book but it did not get any release in india because there was there were there were no airwaves created but i think phantom thread because of you know the reason why uh, it got so much of attention right it was the last film of the great actors and the actor's name is phantom thread Daniel Day Lewis. Yes, I think it was because he was there in it. Yeah, uh, it got released <laughs> in India. It was his last film. He has this habit of uh, acting in a film, then he goes makes he goes and makes shoes. Yeah, that's Daniel Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, then he does a project. It it looks as if like he makes film just to get his pocket money, man. <laughs> Now back to Licorice Pizza. so mm-hmm. the reason why we are doing this podcast is because it's a pt anderson film yeah now how how would you how would you describe this film it has got mm. this strange name mm-hmm. i'm sure you must have noticed by now that it has a very strange name yeah it has got a very strange name so, i never come across a licorice pizza but yes. i know <laughs> but 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 uh, it's it's a it it actually it, the meaning is actually something different so something off beat we will so. talk about that maybe it's an interpretive thing uh, maybe we need to interpret what the f- title of the film is after watching the film yeah. um but but uh, the, these two words licorice and pizza um what what is the sensation that you that that, that these two words create in you does it make you feel like uh it's it's a wonderful uh, flavor of pizza that i should eat or what exactly is it maybe i'm putting words in your mouth uh first and foremost i mean i, ne- I never had anything licorice in the first place so 
I won't be able to <laughs> judge. Or, oh man, uh, you! I think y- your friends from Europe or your relatives from Europe and US, they they did not provide you that licorice. It's it's um, yeah, it's a it's a strange, very strange flavor. Okay. It's so, you would hate it, but you just start eating. So yeah, okay. I think um, uh, licorice is. Uh, I I think. of all the sweets or, or confectioneries that someone can bring from abroad uh-huh. if they bring licorice and there are a lot of other chocolates everyone would just complete the chocolates and this would be left alone okay and since there is no competition that's why i would prefer this i would just keep on eating this and no one would touch it they just one one bite of it and like yeah what is this but okay. i think it's a, it's it's so strange is that is it because is it because it's too bitter i can't it's a very um it's a very herbal taste i i don't know how to explain it's kind of maybe an absinthish jägermeisterish okay thymish i know all these all these herbs so so i'm actually so genuinely i've not come across this yeah so so that that's licorice for me okay. and having that on a pizza yeah i was like whoa that's that's going to be strange but i will try Okay. Uh, okay. Now, listening to your uh, your idea about what exactly licorice is, so even I'm actually feeling a little bit awkward. So, okay. <laughs> so for me, when I when I heard this title, licorice pizza, and I saw the poster, I was like, and then when I heard the read the description, it's a comedy, romantic, or something like that. I was like, okay, so. this film is going to evoke those feelings of having a pizza which is topped with licorice perhaps you know multiple feelings and different sensations and i got that i got this from from this film it, yeah okay. i think that, that that's how i would describe it's a perfectly apt title understood understood so so what do you thought about the film what was your your take on the film like what what did you feel watching after watching this film? multiple sensation as i said it's like eating licorice you have multiple sensation so every time i was watching the film i had so many thoughts so many strands of thoughts that i had to stop because i wanted to watch the film there's so many things happening in the film and i also felt uh how would i how should i put it um um disadvantaged maybe that's the right word because why, why disadvantage the the location and setting of the film san fernando valley okay right? that's so, california right that's in yes it's part of california okay and i i i had no clue about san fernando valley in this film i think isn't the san fernando valley supposed to be uh, known for the earthquakes I have no clue. That's the reason why I'm saying I'm disadvantaged. I okay. feel disadvantaged because I don't know the context of the location. So I think this film is an ode to the place more than the characters and the mm. emotions that they go through. I think it's an ode to the place. Possibly, uh, P. T. Anderson is attached to. I don't know if he was born. He grew up in. Uh, I know for sure that um, Quentin Tarantino. is from the los angeles uh, area and i think um, san fernando valley is also part of los angeles 
if i am not wrong but i am not i i don't know anything else about it i want to read about it and i think this this film made me uh, go look for search for and read more about any if possible in future visit san fernando valley i'm not even sure if it's an advisable thing to go visit uh, san fernando valley uh, but yeah so 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 this this film is an ode to the location and i feel that a lot of good directors nowadays are uh, talking about the place they come from and are writing stories around it i think once upon a time in hollywood is uh, quentin tarantino's ode to the la that he grew up in uh possibly mm. david lynch's mulholland drive was his ode to mulholland drive and there was some story in it mm-hmm. and i believe uh, the prob- the uh, maybe los angeles is such a such a place that people who come out of los angeles want to uh present los angeles uh, la in 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 their creative uh, creation or whatever whatever they're doing uh-huh. and i thought uh, along with the two main characters that we have in the film the location is the third protagonist that's what i okay. felt okay but i wish i knew more about san fernando valley and in the uh, i i know that uh, you I, I are can, i can understand the, the uh, why it's slightly tough to correlate to things actually so exactly, i no? i come from hyderabad and i have my own context and setting you come from chennai and to understand uh people of that particular place and the context you know you you need to have a lot of references yeah which yeah. is why i felt i was you know and and also maybe that's the reason why it got did not get released in india because someone must have said this will not work in india people will not get those references uh they were like what are we going to relate this with <laughs> yeah and and i i remember you sending me or putting on instagram that look at the soundtrack of this film Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and then I think I I probably know two to three songs out of the entire OST, and yeah. from that I could gather that hey, this is a seventies, you know, mixture perhaps. Maybe the film is set in nineteen seventies perhaps. Yeah, it's set. It's set. It's set. It's set in a seven. I would say it is set. Uh, it would probably be set in nineteen seventy three. i i didn't actually you know check it yeah because there I, are I, references to some things related to yeah, the... quite many references actually to hmm. something so that's why i thought okay probably it should it should be set either in 1971 or 73 but something made me confirm by the end of it this is actually uh, the story actually ends in 1973 okay by the end of 1973 i would say mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. so there were many there were many easter eggs i would say which uh, which actually reference timeline so a lot of easter eggs are actually there in this film so we are from a completely different world yeah. we except the music i don't think there's any reference to to the things that are there in the film um and still we enjoyed the film at least i i did yeah, enjoy actually, the film a lot. you know what dude there are many references which we can actually re- uh, refer to but which that will come yeah th- that will come later on we will discuss later on okay so, without spoiling the plot huh? yeah. so this film is an ode to san fernando valley that is your take that's, that's, your that's take. my take okay what what do you think 
Uh, I would say this film was uh, basically an ode to the 1970s, if you think. Oh, uh, it's not the, just place, but also not the place. Not the. Mm. It's not. I would say it is more. Uh, according to me, it's more to the specific timeline. Mm-hmm. I would say probably you can say it like timeline set during the summer of love. You can say. Oh, wonderful! Something like that. Summer Something of like love. Yeah, because the story in starts in seventies. Yeah, yeah. This the, because the story starts, uh, you know, in the summer, and it ends. The story ends uh, by the end of seventy uh, three. So you can correlate that. Okay, it starts with the, you know, the the summer of love and ends with the you know uh, with the year end that is in by December. I thought it was uh, this. This film was just a few months. Yes, the story. Is, yes, just a few months. Just, just, a few months. just during the summer. Is that when it's present? Because yes. Carrie doesn't go to school after that. Correct. Or does he drop out? Uh, they don't show that in the film. They don't, they don't show that. that but he's but he's fifteen all throughout the film, right? Yes, he's fifteen all throughout the film, and even uh, in between the film, uh, you know, uh, what's her name, Alana, right? Alana. Alana says that. Um, I find it quite weird. I'm hanging out with uh, you know Gary Valentine and his fifteen-year-old friends. So such a mm-hmm. such a wonderful name, right? Gary Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good stage name, I would say. It, uh, it can probably be a good stage name. Who knows? Good stage name, correct? Yeah. For for a child actor, perhaps. For a child actor. Made yeah. up. Maybe it's a made up name. Yeah. Yeah. and another thing so so again uh, this is a very at the at the heart of it it's an american film it's a it's an ode to san fernando valley and it felt like pt anderson wanted to work with his closest collaborators in in realizing his his love for america and san fernando valley i i i i but i genuinely felt like you know the more i was watching the whole film i uh-huh. i uh, i couldn't make a difference between whether if it's a pt anderson film or a quentin tarantino film it Why looks quentin tarantino quentin tarantino <laughs> film without blood gore Uh, yeah, Quentin Tarantino film without blood and gore. I would say yes. Okay, so you would say Quentin Tarantino with film without blood and gore. Yeah. Oh, uh, you mean that there are so many references? As... No, uh, I I I would say uh, the way it was shot, the way it was, you know, how it you know it it goes by, you know, most of the camera angles and all. If you see, uh, it looked very quite uh, quite similar to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if you ask me. If you if you watch it very deeply, if if you examine the shots, if you see the takes, what they are taken, it's honestly, if you ask mm, me, no, I would have to disagree. I think Tarantino Tarantino has his way of shooting. There will be fast cuts. There will be there, flashes. There are, some, there are certain fast cuts in 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 some of the scenes. There are, except the climax where they are rush, running towards yeah. each other and they run many times. There are some. I, if you notice, yeah. See if if you uh, the main comparison which I was trying to compare with this film was actually with Boogie Nights. I don't have that reference because I did not watch that film. 
Okay, so uh, Boogie Nights also, if you if you watch Boogie Nights as well as and uh, Licorice Pizza, they had very similar style of uh, you know direction and uh, shots, uh, even the atmosphere, uh, the setting. I would say it's it was almost same, but I would say that Licorice Pizza is much more of an improved version. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you watch Boogie Nights for the first time, you would say, man, he was just uh he was trying to pay homage to uh, martin scorsese that's what I, that is what you would actually see if you watch boogie nights okay so boogie nights is a homage to martin scorsese uh, and licorice it. pizza is um is a modernized or a better version of boogie nights yeah you can say it in a in a but, but you can say so but boogie nights is a totally different story even this is also a totally different story so mm-hmm. but the i'm i'm talking about the aesthetics of it acha acha aesthetic wise uh, licorice pizza is much more an improved version of uh, boogie nights mm mm-hmm. that's how, that is what i would say right. so what, what what do you what do you thought about the uh, Uh, the music and the uh, the direction and the, all the other aspects of the film what did you think about uh, licorice pizza as i said i only had like two or three songs that i could uh, recognize so the other other songs just disappeared into the background as mm-hmm. as certain things were happening but i felt that the door song that we had that that was there it was probably out of place and it didn't I don't know. Uh, it, it, I don't know why he chose that song it, for that scene. It's the soundtrack of Licorice Pizza. If you if you see it uh, uh-huh. in that way, uh-huh. it's quite similar to what they did. Uh, they did in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time in Hollywood, it was the soundtrack was most of the soundtracks from the sixties. Uh-huh. Uh, late sixties is what you would say. Sixties, sixties. Whereas in uh, Licorice Pizza is what mm, from the seventies, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, so there were a lot of parallels which I felt was there. You know? Yeah, I completely agree. I think um, that was also my first reference point, uh, or rather, so we are probably going off track. But this is what I just it just struck me that we are living in this bubble of nostalgia all around us. Dude, think, the entire dude the entire film has full nostalgia it's not the, it's not the film i'm talking about the world man oh yeah is making west world remaking west world so, uh, no no uh, west side story the west sorry the west side story yeah. you've got uh, denny velinu uh, making dune remaking dune you've got uh, the power of the dog which is throwback to 1920s montana you've got uh licorice pizza 1970s san fernando valley it feels like nobody wants to live in covid times <laughs> and either people want to just go forward in futuristic that's already been st- done man covid uh, times has already been done by no i don't know if anyone is even thinking of covid times i think covid times was already done kya 10 years ago some people already talked about uh, outbreak pandemic and how people yeah, there was a film call outbreak <laughs> fuck man i i, I think yeah, only, out- only I mean, in 2025 will we see was- any creative output about the yeah. times that we are currently living in i, I think it was contagion just... which one it was contagion 
contusion happened in 2001 i think no no that no, 2011 2009 or if i'm not yeah, mistaken yeah i think 2009 or 2011 yeah. so i i think this is the world that we are living in people don't want to remember the world that they are in which is possibly yeah. good because i don't want to i don't want <laughs> to remember how the last two years went by uh, so possibly so tarantino is uh, paying uh, an ode to la of his times and having a very critical period of his childhood growing up uh, a serial killer on rampage perhaps and pt anderson is talking about 1970s san fernando valley so yeah there are a lot of parallels and uh, uh, the world is all people being nostalgic about things of the past i mean if uh, i think like i said before right you know the entire film is actually filled with nostalgia a lot of stuff is there you know i what, what's your, what's the favorite uh, scene of the film without spoiling the story of course the, it's a simple story okay. but yeah jerry try not to spoil the story for those who have not seen the film okay. but do talk about the favorite scene your favorite scene oh uh, my favorite scene would be uh, would be the uh, jack holden's character okay going going for that uh, stunt bike stunt <laughs> that was my favorite scene out of the in, in the entire film if you ask me the build up the build up scene to the till the execution of that scene so <laughs> that was awesome basically if you ask me <laughs> hey so uh, yeah that was a that was a great scene that was actually a great scene um that actually reminded me of two things so i don't have just one favorite scene mm-hmm. but two um my first favorite scene was that moment where gary is uncuffed by the policeman in the uh-huh. police station uh-huh. and alana and then- runs to him standing outside the police station can see him through that glass door mm-hmm. and she is uh she relating she she's waving her hands she's like what the fuck are you doing inside just come out come to me is what she's saying mm-hmm. and gary's gary's just he he's not able to move he's stuck mm. there because, because he's shocked he's, he's shocked <laughs> fucking yeah. shocked and then he gets the ball he he gets the energy he comes out of that uh, shock he runs out that this entire scene how he mm-hmm. comes out and then elana hugs him he's just yeah. standing there it's elana who comes to him and hugs him yeah and then they run out and that there is a, probably a 2 second shot of where uh, the two characters elana and gary are running away from the camera and if yeah. you notice if you notice gary's pants are soiled i don't know if you noticed No, I didn't notice that. That's his a pants are soil. His pants are fucking soil, and that's such realistic portrayal of what happens to a 15-year-old kid who's picked up by policemen. <laughs> Fuck, man! I was like, P.T. Anderson, you are not a normal director. You are, you're a genius. <laughs> Whoa, that and that that's the and, first. And 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 did you notice one thing? Um. Mm-hmm. nobody's perfect actually in this film like yes. if you if you see the uh, the entire jack holden 
Jack Holden. No, Jack no, Holden no, falls no, off his bike, so he's also no, not perfect. No, not that. I'm saying like, let's say the entire body structure of mm-hmm. uh, each and every individual. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, okay. It's uh-huh. not like, uh, see, no, nobody's like you know like. uh like stunningly beautiful or or you know or they are like achingly handsome. handsome yeah, yeah. no it's like they're normal people right yeah they, and no but i thought lance was quite a handsome guy yeah but lance was an exception right mm yeah. the kind of guy you know who would actually uh he, he basically symbolized the guy who would eventually be, go on to become a big star in the future correct right that's what they were trying to show you know lance is yes. that atheist uh you know and a very uh, progressive liberal uh, yeah and a jew who doesn't <laughs> believe in war and all this stuff and i'm like okay this this guy is another version of uh, who i would say robert redford i would say mm mm-hmm. I don't know about Robert Redford if he's yeah. a Jew or a Catholic. No, because Robert Redford is basically like a very progressive, a liberal mm-hmm. guy, and he's very political also. Mm-hmm. So, back in his, you know, in his days, no, he was like, you know, he was quite, you know, he he was a handsome guy, but he's also quite political, you know. So, he still is, no. He still is. He still is very political now, if you say yeah. at this age. Hmm. Quite old. This, and and the, this scene actually, and when you talked about Jack Holden, it just it just struck me that, uh, and then when I told you that there you are know, you running know, scenes, you know whose whose character is actually based on, right? Who Jack Holden? Kya? Yeah. I have no clue, man. As I told you, I am disadvantaged by these references and so many references. Uh, because so, when when they just... say Mister Holden, the first thing which comes and in, came into my mind William was Holden? William Holden. Like, I I I thought so they, yeah I, but I don't know the reference is he like portraying William Holden Yes he is portraying William Holden The fuck And there is a film uh with Sand-tang. almost same name but it is not Tokosan like Toko-san. Say, the bridges of Tokosan no uh-huh. it is not the bridges of Tokosan uh-huh. the original film is the bridges of Tokori <laughs> Okay It's, and i kind of did a, a research on that it happened to be a 1953 or 54 uh, film mm. and grace kelly was the playing opposite william holden in that that is why oh, he took uh, grace kelly to uh, alana's Alana. character huh. yeah. and there is no resemblance and there's no resemblance no but he he keep telling no you are like a dove you are like a what a rainbow because, you are my grace yeah because grace was uh, quite uh, you know that so called she was termed as that that innocent uh, or naive character you know in real life or that's how they claim to be back then i mean i was, i i am i like her grace kelly's yeah so if she has this out of this world character. beauty Ah, so she was basically referred to to something with uh, to naive uh, and uh, I would say pure love and pure beauty, something like that, or graceness. I would say. 
No, what I didn't understand is when they are comparing Alana with Grace Kelly, I didn't know if he was trying to get into her pants or that was there. That was there. Uh-huh. That was there. But he was also because the way she was making conversations, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. he uh, Jack Holden kind of uh, you know her conversation made him remind of Grace Kelly actually. Okay, so the innocent conversations. The innocent, the innocent conversations. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense. And I felt like uh, the uh, okay the you know the bike scenes which they shot right. Mm-hmm. They it was a mixture of two characters. Mm-hmm. If you ask me. One is okay. One is the obvious William Holden. The bike scenes was I felt like they were actually connecting it with uh, Steve McQueen mm-hmm. because Steve McQueen actually did those similar bike stunts in Great Escape. But that's a film. But why? If they are referencing huh, so what I'm saying, they, in this movie, more, maybe there was someone who did it, yeah. did that in real life also. Huh, so what I'm saying is they merged that. I'm saying. Because Steve McQueen mm, actually did mm. those stunts in The Great Escape. No, so, I don't but, think they are referencing a film, another film. I think they must be referencing something that happened in the seventies mm-hmm. uh, to someone, or maybe there was this. Uh, uh, there was a, a new story of an actor doing these stunts because right after stunt is done, you've got this. uh fire engines just going there blazing horns what <laughs> trying to extinguish the fire, fire right so it must have been a huge incident uh-huh. which again in san fernando valley which is quite possible where uh-huh. you have a lot of crazy people living and uh-huh. pt anderson must have remembered that or must have uh wanted to put that in this film uh-huh. right uh-huh. and and i i think the uh the most the best part of the scene was not jack holden uh, doing the stunt but alana falling off yes and gary running running towards her yeah i yeah, thought yeah. wow if there was any romantic scene uh, if you had to compare romantic scenes across films then this is one of those correct you know, exactly scenes yeah, yeah she falls off and instinctively this guy just rushes towards her yeah he dumps her. date and he runs towards uh, her dumps his date and then runs towards her <laughs> he dumps the date which he had come to that hotel and he runs towards her actually so I mean, and and if you piece the film together i think it it is these moments uh it's the jail scene where gary's taken by the police elana runs towards the police station Yeah, the first time, and then they both run out of the police station. Yeah. The second time is when Gary is running towards her after she falls off the bike, yeah. and the third time running is uh, when there is this OPEC crisis and there are all these 1970s cars. And if you wa- count the cars, every car is different car. Every oh, yeah. car is a yeah, yeah. one. And in in twenty first century, if you're watching that film, you're like, "Fuck!" And what was the Today's... soundtrack they played for that? I I forgot, man. I think track I forgot. Was it uh, was it Life on Mars? I don't know. I believe it was Life on Mars by David Bowie. But it was a good soundtrack. It was matching the scene. He just keeps running, weaves in and out of these cars. Every yeah, car is was... a different car. It was one and... of those David Bowie songs only. Yeah. 
and and the final uh, scene is when where it says we are out of gas please rent a bike <laughs> <laughs> that's the third time someone is running and then i think the it's the final scene where they both run towards each other yeah so these are all beautiful shots i i, I would say this this film along with this love story there were a lot of uh there were a lot of uh, subplots right there were a lot yeah, of nostalgic elements in that and then you could just you, if you there are a lot of miss you know uh, you know uh, characters which you just overlooked you know who mm-hmm. come come by and just go and that mm-hmm. uh, did you notice uh, john c riley in the film yes it was oh. i think fat bernie's no soggy bottoms it was no. is he there is john c riley there in the film he is that uh, he is that, that uh, jekyll and hyde monster yeah he is right? the frankenstein monster he is the frankenstein and he comes for possibly 10 15 seconds yeah that's what herman herman monster that is his character's name in that fuck i thought it was john c riley and i thought <laughs> i should check if he was there in the film or not yeah, he's there he's there Great. because because john c riley is generally there in most of Th- paul thomas anderson's also, films yes yes there's like wait i there's a sound like uh, john c riley and like oh is did you I'm check like, is he actually john c riley in yeah, that yeah actually him it is and then there is his actual wife also acting in the film paul thomas anderson's uh, actual wife acting in the film i have no clue maya rudolph i don't know where is the, the lady uh, the person who does the audition for uh, uh elena for gary valentine's character acha so it's it, there is a guy and there is this lady and i think ah, she so proves of him correct so that is paul Achha. thomas anderson uh, okay okay very very small scene yeah so she she is a she's a basically i would say a former uh, she's a basically an uh, snl alum i would say Mm. Saturday night live uh, and and I think when we're talking about all these people we should talk about uh Mr Hoffman Hoffman Yep Gary Valentine Cooper okay. Hoffman he's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son Did you not know that Oh no, I know. Fuck. <laughs> oh fuck, you got all those references and you just uh, not get that he's he's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. And when oh you talk God. about these are people who are already always there. You know that John C Reilly who's a common yeah, collaborator, yeah. constant I, collaborator, I, appearing I, I, in 10 second scene. I I have and, only seen Philip Seymour Hoffman's son's photo as a kid. Like you know, uh, I've seen John uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman along with this kid you know when when he was quite young like you know the kid he would probably be what maybe 5 or 6 years old i would say i have no clue about his growing I up not, i didn't even know that philip simor hoffman had a son no, the I moment that... i saw the surname hoffman at okay. the end of the film that's what i did like who the fuck is you know cooper this hoffman okay. and i come to see that he is philip simor hoffman's son that's when i said that this is PT Anderson's Ode to San Fernando Valley uh-huh with his very very frequent collaborators Orgas 
he he just made like a, made a you know Hoffman Hoffman was uh, was there in uh, Magnolia Magnolia yeah. he was there, there in like, the master he, was, in he master. was the master yeah he was a master my favorite film <laughs> oh my god and he was oh i that in punch drunk love also i i've not seen those earlier films of pt anderson uh, oh my god okay yeah i was so happy that hey and philip simor hoffman happens to be my favorite actor so uh, the, the 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 first thing which i actually got impressed also was you know when when i saw the film uh, was uh, the initial title cards mm so if I you see right it. just remind me like for example like you know the mgm presence you know uh, the philip film uh, like you know paul thomas anderson film those mm-hmm. things right the title mm-hmm. cards Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh those fonts which you see mm-hmm. was uh you can actually th- those are the same fonts for the original star wars film okay oh so if you watch the original star wars right like star wars like like once lucas upon films. a time no no after once upon a time then you have like uh lucas films ha 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 like that was right so right ha so that is exactly they are basically playing paying homage to star wars acha ha so mm-hmm. there were a lot of easter eggs yeah a lot of easter eggs uh when i saw that uh, batmobile are fuck that was something else i saw batmobile i saw okay so so this is this is all uh so this is the magic of a cinematographer right ah. because they show us something and depending on how much they want us to notice and what they want us to notice that's ah. how they move their cameras and you know editors also come in uh, come into picture there ah. and if you notice the end credits you will see that there are two directors of photography there okay one of them is pt anderson i i forgot the name of the other person okay but it it seems like pt anderson was also the director of photography for this film he's not okay. only the director but also the director of photography so i think it was his conscious decision to just make this batmobile cruise through not just a batmobile and you so have, many things yes you have herbie you have herbie herbie, herbie. Uh, herbie's vehicle car the car right Yeah, the Volkswagen Beetle, right? You've heard of this? You've seen the? Correct. I mean, where, where, where do they show that? Uh, they push one uh, Volkswagen Beetle car in the in that in that fair, you know, that uh, that teens fair, right? Fair. Right. Immediately after they uh, move past John C. Reilly's character, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kids, you know, pushing the. Acha. Uh, and it is written what 53 or 58 so that is the same number of the uh, you know the herbie car i didn't get i didn't catch that reference herbie is basically that you know that living car got it got it yeah i i happened to remember a film like that but i completely that reference skipped i i couldn't catch that reference and uh, you know when you know when initially when they start uh when these people they start dating right when they go after the first date mm-hmm. if you notice mm-hmm. after uh, this guy who gary valentine when he's dropping alana mm-hmm. when they walk right yep it, it I, that scene itself kind of made me uh, you know uh, you know actually it made me think about uh, the graduate actually oh yes 
there were because there are similar scene like that you know where this guy you know uh, he goes on a date with uh, who uh, what's his name your uh, dustin hoffman's character you know goes mm-hmm. on a date with uh, mrs robinson's daughter daughter <laughs> <laughs> and he drops her to her hostel uh it was i was like man there's like so much easter eggs there it's like oh god this is like the graduate this is mike nichols graduate scene here oh my god this is like so much of uh... then there was that uh, uh, that japanese restaurants Oh, oh man, that that was so funny. And he says, "Ki I don't speak Japanese." <laughs> that was so funny. Emiko, what is it that I want to say about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You speak in that stereotypical Japanese accent. Your the, the best part, and I genuinely, genuinely felt those guys were laughing. You know, when when he did that. <laughs> so i mean to me i think that was kind of uh, referring uh, referencing it to that uh, you know that that actor mickey rooney who played the asian guy in uh, breakfast and tiffany's right okay okay you seen breakfast yes. at tiffany's breakfast at tiffany's yes so there are, there are a couple of scenes where this mickey rooney's character who plays a japanese guy and he yes but uh, then he but then he the entire makeup Uh, suggests ah. that he's a Japanese. Yeah, but person, right? actually, uh, you know, just a, you know, a reference to that particular character. I felt it was a reference to that particular character. Mm. Another thing, if you notice, mm-hmm. uh, if you remember the the telephone scene. Mm-hmm. Which telephone scene? Uh, when she's talking to a customer. When Gary, when uh, oh, Gary yeah. calls up uh, Alana for the you know. Lance. Uh, to check out about lands so he doesn't he pretends speak. to be lands uh, yeah. but you can hear him breathe oh yeah that was also a okay. beautiful scene but that scene also made me remind me of another film uh-huh that is john carpenter's halloween you talking about a horror film yes that also came out in the 70s <laughs> that also came out in the 70s and there come also on. come on i don't think pt anderson wants to Ah, that's why you're saying that this film reminded you of Quentin Tarantino's ah, uh, so film. Mm. What happens in that is, say Mike Myers, what he does, he picks a call, okay? Mm. He dials a number. The person mm. on the other end says that I can hear a mouth breather there. Mm. Hear, you know, somebody breathing. Mm. The character, and that person is almost going to get murdered in the next scene. Mm. So for me, that was. A direct reference to Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Then uh, there was, I would say there was reference to Shaft also, 1971 Shaft. How? Uh, remember, uh, there's that uh, character of uh, Mr. Jack, the the owner of that uh, water mattress. Right. Okay, so he says like. Uh, You know, enjoy. Chill, man. Chill, Chill. Man. Do you dig it? Yeah, that's possibly very. You know, and you have, uh, and Definitely. you have that. Uh, so his assistant is supposed to be, you know, uh, an African American, and the okay. wife she gave us basically that of your, uh, you know, the 1971 Shaft. If you've seen 1971 Shaft, I then... have, I have, but I. 
uh, I thought this was a very so when he talks about waterbed and when he when Gary discusses waterbed, mm-hmm. the owner this is actually the first of its kind. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. not sold any yet. This is the first of its kind, and it is sold as a very kinky thing by mm-hmm. by that old man, mm-hmm. and that old man exuded that that uh, very you know west coast californian vibe of laid back always yeah, yeah. high on drugs which yeah, is sort of yeah. la and possibly that, that you know the, the valley uh, arc, you know stereotypical character is like and i thought yeah, okay it goes i, I felt that was, those... was a slight there was a slight reference to shaft also you know the way he was and i i think shaft was a philadelphia uh, detective or is was in was in lapd detective again no i i think it was new york if i'm not mistaken new york possibly yeah, possibly new york yeah mm. and yes the, uh, who that mr jack is easy easy like the 60 70s chill guy uh... yeah i'm talking about that guy guess who that that person is is he someone from shaft I no, don't remember any white person is, from Shaft. That is basically Leo's dad. Who who is Leo? Leo DiCaprio. Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio's dad. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that Leonardo DiCaprio had a dad. Oh fuck, man. Achha. What do you mean when you really don't know that? He he's such a huge star that I didn't I never wondered about who his parents were because he himself is like a huge star. Yeah. You you generally so you have like matt eastwood and like oh he's son of clint eastwood and okay. when you have clint eastwood you will not wonder who clint eastwood's parents are right clint oh, eastwood yeah. is clint eastwood <laughs> hey, leo dicaprio is leo dicaprio i didn't know that he had a what? father like oh fuck acha so jack is leonardo dicaprio's father acha <laughs> so is he also pt anderson's friend kya matlab pata nahi from the same no idea but that's why i said this is a homage to the san fernando valley and this is like a family film and, home video this and, is home video and if you see one Direct more of photography pt anderson it's like he he has a handheld camera and he's like okay come on my friends relatives people that i know come act in my film and i i i'll tell you one more thing i mean there are two other movie references which my rudolph say... wait my rudolph his wife is also in the film uh Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, his favorite collaborator's son, is in the film. John C. Reilly is in the film. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio's father is in the film. Well, like, who else? Sean Penn must also be a friend of this guy. Huh? And Probably. then uh, that that uh, Tom Waits is there. I I thought he also is definitely a friend of P.T. Anderson. <laughs> You've got Bradley Cooper, like all friends. Come on, fill this film with all friends. You've got a family outing, and you're making a film, and it got nominated for Oscar. Dude, you you won't believe. See, uh, Agla reference, I would say. Okay, Come Agla on. reference. <laughs> no fucking shit, man. I love. Okay, tell me, is this bigger than Jack? I mean, I thought. I would say Leonardo DiCaprio's dad was. I would say. Malab, it blew my mind. Tell me what are the other references? Reference, there's a reference to a film. I would say there are reference to two films. Okay, so I'll go one by one. Okay. Okay. uh you remember when uh, they arrest uh, gary valentine in the uh, the you know yeah uh, at the fair and they take him right. to the uh, you know the police station uh-huh. so the cops uh, say that you know uh 
you're good going luck. in long time for a murder or something like that uh, so good luck uh, getting stuck at adaka i didn't get that reference uh, where have you heard adaka before have you heard the term adaka before uh it's see it have, feels familiar have you seen dog day afternoon uh though i have not okay okay so probably the al pacino film Dog. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. So in that, there is a scene where this uh, this guy, what's his last name, uh, Al Pacino shouts, you know, Attica, Attica, Attica. So Attica is actually a prison mm-hmm. in the US. Mm-hmm. So there was uh, a prison riots which happened in like in 1971. Mm-hmm. So and it's supposed to be like one of the worst prisons in USA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I they say Attica. for me my reference was basically to this uh, dog day dog afternoon, day afternoon. Mm-hmm. okay this is one one reference mm-hmm. uh second reference movie or i would say homage i would say mm-hmm. is to taxi driver taxi driver uh, taxi driver where when uh, fat uh, bernies mein nahi fat no no, no no i'll tell you when when alana's character joins the political party and she ends up uh, helping the political party right it okay. start taking the calls and everything right if you see the the style and the dressing sense mm-hmm. uh, don't don't you remember the like the, the initial scenes of taxi driver possible that's also set in the same period no like, but if you Post see vietnam dress the dress and the style and there also uh, she sees there's this guy uh, you know there's this stranger who is uh, you know was trying to follow up the uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the mayor or mayoral candidate ah so in that i thought case, that was a reference to milk harvey milk but no I, I, but i i didn't check on that reference it's not a reference to harvey milk but for me it was the, the thing was kind of referencing to uh what to say to taxi driver more specifically i i felt like they were uh, they were kind of trying to show alana's character or let's say they were you know to sibyl shepherd's character i thought maybe that reference could have become apparent when she wears skimpy clothes and is um modeling at fat bernies but i didn't get that reference of taxi driver here taxi driver the scene no where this matlab uh, so that was set, taxi driver is set in that period itself taxi driver was not a nostalgic film Taxi driver was shot in the 70s and it was I'm, about the 70s. I'm talking about the see I'm of talking because when we are when PT Anderson is creating a film about 70s the costumes will resemble that particular period. So I don't think it was a reference it is just the way people were dressing back then. Hmm. And no it, I'm not talking about the the way they were dressing. Hmm. It was basically the scenes like you know where uh even in taxi driver sibyl shepherd's character tries to be very cautious about you know about uh, what's the guy's name uh robert dinero's character because she, she sees this guy and coming and inquiring about her mm-hmm. so she's quite suspicious mm-hmm. here also she is quite suspicious about the stranger who's trying to follow up the mayor mm-hmm. you understand that so it is quite the, the scenes were quite similar i would say you know there were many parallels to those initial scenes of uh, taxi driver mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. i would say that yeah. 
हो सकता है दैट इज वन थिंग एंड द बेस्ट ऑफ ऑल वाज ओह यस आई एक्चुअली फॉरगॉट अबाउट दिस गाय दैट इज मिस्टर जॉन पीटर्स एकेए ब्रैडली कूपर ब्रैडली कूपर नो आई थॉट दैट वाज लाइक मतलब एवरी फिल्म हैड टू हैज टू हैव इट्स क्रेजी कैरेक्टर आई फील लाइक दे डिड इट पर्पसफुली या दिस वाज जस्ट नो आई डोंट नो इफ देयर वाज अ कैरेक्टर नो 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 आई दे डिड इट आई जेन्युइनली फील दे डिड इट पर्पसफुली बिकॉज़ नाउ रिमेंबर देयर वाज अ फिल्म कॉल्ड अ स्टार इज बोर्न बाय ब्रैडली कूपर करेक्ट करेक्ट सो देयर वाज ऑन 70s वर्जन ऑफ दैट फिल्म आल्सो ठीक है Mm-hmm. Now uh, the 70s version or the, the star of that version was uh, John Peters. No, that was Chris Christopherson and uh, and Barbara Streisand. Okay. Barbara Streisand. 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 Okay. But Streisand. the producer, the producer of that film was John Peters. Acha. And he was also kind of a co-producer of the the latest version of A Star Is Born. okay apparently uh, john peters uh, very recently you know the, there were a lot of you know sexual harassment allegations against john peters mm-hmm. bradley cooper kind of you know after this oscars and all he said that you no know, he did not know that all these things were happening mm-hmm. so him to play john peters was kind of like you know taking back at you know at john peters indirectly like you know being the womanizing guy you know who's behind people you know young women you know so i felt like he was trying to get back at john peters okay i don't know matlab you can't um, redeem yourself <laughs> <laughs> just by playing a character who did something wrong and by presenting him as a crazy person you are probably trying to redeem him you're trying to show the world that hey he was after all an asshole, asshole from the very beginning so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. okay if you just discovered him to be an asshole it's okay yeah. hmm. so yeah so that that that's about uh, Licorice pizza. That's our yeah. take on licorice pizza, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it's, our take. It's it's like a wonderfully weirdly flavored pizza that you have to have. You can't not have it. Yeah. So that's it uh, from uh, us, uh, Rags and uh, Jerry. So we have actually this was our take on licorice pizza. Uh, let us know what you thought about this episode. So uh, thanks. Uh, tell me what uh, what movie would would you like to do next? It seems like we've we are we've we've created a pattern. I we did not intend to, but we started with the power of the dog, um, an Oscar contender for the best film, best picture. and then we moved on to pt anderson's licorice pizza again an oscar contender for the best picture so it's it's quite logical that we do another oscar contender which one do you suggest so uh, shall we go with the the new japanese film drive my car 
I'm game for that. Seems like, yeah, we we need to we need to watch a Japanese film after Mikiko and Emiko. <laughs> <laughs> we need to watch a Japanese film. We need to talk about a Japanese film. Okay. I don't okay. know if that's how Japanese talk, or that's a stereotypical way of imitating a Japanese person. Yeah. But we need to. Yeah. It seems like I've not. I've just seen one poster. It's a very very interesting. Uh, I think we should we should watch it. Yeah. We should yeah. talk about it. Yeah. I'm not sure who all are going to hear our podcast, but yeah. But uh, let's give it a try. Let's let's give it a try, right? Yeah. And if you're following the trend, you also you know watch the power of the dog, and if you if you happen to watch Licorice Pizza. I hope you also get the references that we talked about. Maybe and you get more references. Yeah. And if you find more references, do let us know uh, in the comments. Jerry, we have a section for comments, right? I guess I, you can. I think we have a section for comments in the uh, in our Instagram page, so you can check out our Instagram. Yes, page. we do have an Instagram page as well. Yeah. And if you have any, it's comments, called uh, it's called Dangi Cinerama. So it's, it's called Dangi Cinerama too. Great. Um, so let's let's talk about drive my car. Yeah, drive my car. Okay. Thank you. See you. Bye bye.